Life is made up of many gorgeous moments. Cherish them all, big and small, with Blue Nile. Whether it's for yourself or a loved one, Blue Nile's unrivaled selection of expertly crafted fine jewelry and statement pieces help make all your moments sparkle. Blue Nile's experts are on hand to guide you, and their diamond guarantee ensures you get the highest quality at the best price. Celebrate a life well lived in the most radiant way and save up to 30% at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hey guys, Stace here from the Thinker Girls. We are recording a live 411 every Thursday at the Sheaf in Double Bay. Come and have a drink with Christy and I and join in on all the fun of watching The Bachelor. If you're into it or not, I'm not so much, you will enjoy the night. Thursday nights at the Sheaf in Double Bay, Sydney. Welcome to the Thinker Girls Pod Channel. I'm Stacey June. And I'm Christy Mercer. Hello. Welcome to our joint. Yeah. What is going on in your world? Don't tell us here. We can't hear you. Tell us online. Slide mm. into our DM on Facey or Instagram. The Thinker Girls is where you can find us. That's right. We don't have much time to muck around because this chat was quite a quite a juicy one. Quite a lengthy one that I kept pushing. <laughs> Because <laughs> we got literally with Michaela Bannis, um, who is a multi-award winning film, TV and theatre actress. Yeah, you might know her from McLeod's Daughters. And she has done a lot of spot, really solid, I don't know, little pop-ups where you're like, oh, I love her and her character. She's quite funny and yeah. charismatic, blah, blah, blah. Upper Middle Bogan, that was another one. Mm. Yeah. Um, yeah. She's worked for a really long time since so she was really young, which we'll hear in this chat um, as an actor. Um, but she is just warm and kind and lovely and it got to like an hour and I just had more questions to ask and you gave me the eye where you're like fucking you are editing this podcast because yeah. this is going to be a hard one to chop down to about 35. Because I was mindful of time know. you know and sometimes you don't want to be like that when you're in an interview but at the same time I one they have to leave. <laughs> yeah true. Um, and two yeah it's it's very difficult to sometimes get a just that intimacy when you're cutting into too much but sure enough um yeah you put your hand up to do that one because I was like yeah no rap and I was like yeah yeah just one more you gave me an eye that like I got this yeah I'm like oh she is so editing she's out of this which I have I will (laughs) it's all g we hope you enjoy this chat um Michaela is a real um yeah she's a real gem which I think definitely comes across on the potty, Michaela Bannis is where you can find her on Insta and Twitter, M-I-C-H-A-L-A-B-A-N-A-S. Yeah. She has lots of random bits and pieces. She was in Sydney not that long ago but as she, part of a live show, as part of a, a women's live show. She does theatre. She, she does do a lot unreal. of theatre. And I think you'll often see her in interviews and different podcasts and things that she does because she's such a – but she's so likeable but also incredibly intelligent. So there's this really lovely synergy between the two that you get from the chat with her that – you want to listen to what she says. She's so open and then she's got all of these really insightful thoughts. So I think you guys are going to like it because we loved her. Michaela Bannis, welcome to the Thinker Girls pod channel. Yes. 
Hi. Hello. What's w- going on? Not much. We're just talking about extremities because you, yeah. you're a small person. You have small hands. <laughs> we've just been laughing at Incredibly my tiny, tiny hobbit hands. hands haven't yes. we? Hobbit, no, but small, yes. In proportion, beautiful, cute, ha- lovely Bless. small hands. Bless your heart. Thanks. Your partner and you have engaged, not yep. married. Yeah. Yeah, because we were talking about rings before we started, how it's a bizarre world mm. when you get engaged and you <laughs> no longer feel like you can wear other jewellery. But yeah. on that, though, did it change for you because you've been married before yeah so was it different this time and does the engagement ring shift something in you that I think it did in me it's tricky because because I have been married before I think um there was a I got scared actually yeah because I've why what of well because you go well I fucked that up before Mm. I don't want to fuck that up again Mm. to be fair I got scared without being married too I think you can have that even Mm. I mean it It would be more so yeah but but I feel like yeah yeah, for for me it felt sort of 10 times that for Mm. some reason I was like oh god you know do I deserve to be really happy and mm. do I deserve another shot at it? And all mm. this sort of stuff where you're sort of self-deprecating stuff that's really not necessary but just comes up, you know, yeah. in you. It does come up in these times though. Yeah. And I think, you know, I, I, the first time I didn't choose the ring, it was he, he, he chose it. And so this time I was like, okay, well, we, we're doing this together and, and um, you know, that's it, really kind of been fun but it was overwhelming because there's mm. so many freaking options mm. yeah and I tried all of them on my <laughs> tiny hobbit hand and was like oh, which all of them would not crazy. have even given you an idea of what they look like because you've got been small so feet yeah, small <laughs> everything was like that's not what everyone would be like oh that oh that's not what's going to look like yeah, you know it look like a normal ring yeah. on, on your hand when it's a normal when it's a tiny tiny size but yeah I tried heaps of different stuff antiques really wacky crazy things because I've got a really kind of diverse taste like even mm. the way I dress I'm Sometimes I'll dress really feminine one day and, like, today I look like a, I might as well have skateboarded in yes. here yeah. and been yeah. a 15-year-old boy. Do you know what I mean? Like, so my taste just – I just like to be able to go wherever. And so it was really overwhelming because you go, well, this is going to be on my hand for the rest of my life. What do I want? And, I, yeah, I ended up going quite traditional, actually. How did that differ- It's funny how you end up there, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, no, how did that differ from the first time, though? Like, when you – like, were there ideals that you thought the first time you get married, this is the the ring or this is the type of engagement ring you get when you get married? Well, I just got given one. I yeah. didn't get to choose it. So, and it was beautiful and I really loved it and, yeah. it, and it was lovely. But but in terms of planning a wedding, I certainly was like, this is what you do. Yeah. You have the dress and you do the thing. Well, and, blah, blah, blah. and so now... My approach has been very different actually yeah. to, to the actual wedding, like the wedding itself which is a, a one day event in a hopefully very long marriage yeah but yeah the approach to the actual how do we do how do we do the wedding is really different because I have I guess had that experience did you before. did you give the ring back what was that I offered to he didn't yeah. want it back and I had a, a very lovely you know husband and he mm. was he was delightful and I have nothing bad to say about mm. him which is mm. a good thing mm. and we had a very smooth considering you know what I hear from lots of other people yeah, yeah. we had quite a smooth like we sat down and did our paperwork together yeah. And, yeah. and everything which so is an ideal scenario if there is one yes. right. Still, the yeah, best of a bad situation yeah. right so yeah. um yeah but it sucks it fucking mm. sucks yeah and then there are all those things like Oh, the logistics the first, of it what do I do with the wedding photos like do yeah. I keep those Fuck yeah what do so you they're do? in a what do you do? Well, I they're in a box. I've yeah. got a I've got a box because I, it is a part of my life. It's not something I just want to pretend didn't happen. It, yeah. it was I learned a lot out of that beautiful relationship and I learned a lot about love and a shitload about myself. Yeah. Fucking hell did I learn about yeah. myself. So, I actually have kept a lot of stuff in a box. That's a way that maybe one day I'll 
want to go through maybe I won't but I'm not going to throw it away you eventually lean to the positive like you're kind of not there immediately I certainly am not but then Mm. you can kind of shift there with the way you see the world There's a few people in my life that are really not seeing that straight up. Like you might be going through a breakup, listening to this, potentially divorce. What advice do you give to try and lean to that way if you can't see it in the moment? Or is did you only have it in hindsight? No, I managed to do it at the time because I consciously tried to. Mm. I think I think um, I learned. I, I work. I've done a lot of work on myself, mm. especially mm. coming through that, which mm. sounds. I still go uh, when I go to say that because mm. it feels like a selfish thing, but it was. It's not selfish to take care of yourself and put yourself first, everybody. That's my first and foremost. You must put yourself first. That was my biggest lesson. Um, But you you never just feel one thing at a time. Like when you're happy to see someone, Mm. you might also be tired. Mm. Um, You might also be pissed off because your boyfriend's been a dick or whatever. Mm. You never feel just one thing in a moment. You always feel multiple feelings. Like right now I'm feeling really happy because I'm really enjoying this conversation. I'm also a little bit nervous. Mm. Could be a bit hungry, Mm. sort of a bit tired, a bit worried about my partner because he's really run down. Like, Mm. you know what I mean? So I, I always feel like, and I've been through the depths of depression. I've been through really bad depressions and stuff where it's very difficult to see anything other than that weight mm. or feel that weight but I I always just try to remind myself that that you're feeling multiple things at a time and so try to shift the focus into because they're there well, it gives it less weight then too I suppose kind of. for the really I don't know there's always one that's dominant don't get me wrong yeah. like if you're going through a breakup you ultimately feels, are feeling yeah, fucking feels, shit I'm yeah. sad mm. but sometimes you're watching a tv show and you have a laugh and you, then you feel bad because you're yeah, like hang on I'm meant to be sad yeah. and yeah because you know. you're telling us I've got to be one label well there's societal mm. things that you go through as you said like that you that, that guilt that you feel for in bad times or losing somebody or going through yeah. a breakup having a laugh like, when you when you're going through grief is the worst you feel so bad but it's the greatest relief yeah absolutely it's the death in particular Mm. finding humor in death oh that's why kids are amazing like little kids at funerals i'm always like make sure you take your kids to funerals because inevitably they they go who's that guy (laughs) and everyone has a giggle and it releases this tension yeah you know because children just don't have that filter that we put on as we get older it's true what what's that and also dead you know i also think being a mate or you know a partner or you know helping somebody else that's experiencing grief too yeah you sometimes feel like almost i don't know bad or guilty to talk about anything else because you're in a way oh, trying to support man. them so you're like fuck okay well if they're it's so sad play, yeah. yeah you you also want to be sensitive and read it yeah so i've it's a tr- it's a tricky thing I, I, I there's no rule i don't think like my, my, one of my well my best friend has cancer and she's oh, she's so sorry. she's not well. Yeah, it's yeah, fucking yeah, shit. shit. But I ring her, and for ages I was like, oh, I don't want to complain about fucking anything. Yeah. Everything felt superficial. Yeah. But she was saying she she said to me one day, if you don't fucking ring me and say all that shit, yeah. I'll be so pissed off. Well, especially when well, you all change. your normality is gone. Yeah. That's you right. Want, you would crave that. So right? I ring her up, and I'm like, oh, yeah. how's my day? <laughs> Blah, 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 whinge, whinge about dumb, dumb stuff. Yeah, She's like, yeah. you're a fucking idiot. And we have a laugh and, and you know, we keep it as normal as possible. That's and we ke- Yeah, yeah. But it was a lesson for me. Because at first did you freak about that? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I was you, heartbroken and not? devastated and, and yeah. as was she and we yeah. were trying to just keep our shit together. But where, she, where is she at? 
She's doing really well. Oh, good. That's awesome. She's doing really well. Yeah, it it was really terrifying and very... And I was actually with her when she was diagnosed. What cancer? Yeah. And which how... was intense. Fuck, yeah. yeah. What She's cancer? Got, um, breast initially, mm. but it, uh, she has um, tumours on her spine as well. Yeah. How old is she? She you... is 38. Yeah, I just think, you know, it's happening Ever, I've got someone in my life... 36 mm-hmm. breast cancer also just be getting checked ladies and like, trust yourself so mm-hmm. so yeah. it's really interesting she's got a baby so yeah. this is the hard bit she's yeah. got a little and she's um, got stage four cancer so yeah. that's not ideal but she is doing very well mm-hmm. with this amazing treatment that she's on but um I, yeah I was I was in the room so she she went and had a she he never fed off that breast. Her baby wouldn't feed. Wow. Fascinating. So much That's stuff comes out through pregnancy and babies as yeah. well in women's bodies. He would it's, not feed off. And she was trying yeah. to force him because they're like midwives are going, make sure yeah. you feed both sides. She was like, you just won't take it. I feel bad, but I'm just feeding on one side. I was like, yeah. mate, it's not fucking rule. Don't worry about it. I don't know anything. I don't yeah. have kids. I'm just going, oh, it's fine. Yeah. Well, you think you're the kid, aren't you? You know, yeah. And because she was breastfeeding, you have really dense tissue in your breasts, and they were like, "Look, it's probably just a, a, you know, blocked milk duct." Mm. And so she went and had a scan, and they couldn't see anything. And then six months later, she's like, "There's still this lump there, like it's bad." And he still never fed that whole time. Never fed the whole time. Never fed off that breast. Refused. Wow. And so six months later, she's like, it's still there. She went and had a scan and the doctor said, look, it looks a bit weird, but I can't tell because you're breastfeeding. It could just be blocked a blocked mm-hmm. milk duct. Go see this specialist. And we went to see the specialist and we were sitting in the waiting room of this breast cancer specialist lady and this woman came out and burst ah. into tears. Oh, that's so funny. And it was a really full-on moment there were about six just six women sitting there and I'm sitting with her little boy in a pram I went with her because she's like oh I just with my son it's mm. going to be hard and this woman burst into tears and so um someone said do you want tissue and she's like no 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 and I said can I get you a glass of water and she went no I'm fine and then the lady next to her said do you want a hug and she said she just went I don't think that's a good idea. And I just, oh. like, it was just this moment where I felt like we're all in this together, like no matter who the fuck we are. And then do you think in that moment you knew you were in this? You know when you no. kind of instinctively oh, know you didn't? My nah. best friend looked at me and she had tears in her yeah. eyes and I went, you're fine. Yeah, yeah okay. Yeah. Don't be sad. Well, you okay. got to believe that, yeah. And then we went into the room and the doctor's like, okay, I'm just going to do a, a, an exam on you. And then she started asking really weird questions and my little spidey senses were like, yeah. oh, 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 oh. And her son was asleep, but he, she was doing the, the exam on her and he woke up. So I had picked him up and she came and sat down and I'm standing next to my best friend holding her little boy and this doctor's just gone, it looks to me that you have breast cancer. I need you to go down and have a full body scan. We need to see if it's anywhere else. I need you to go and have a biopsy straight away. And I could just see my friend glaze over. It was the most surreal surreal moment. moment. And I've got her son in my arms and she's gone kind of grey. And so I just went into this kind of, I don't know what the fuck happened to me, but I was like, right, sorry, I just need you to repeat that. Can you tell me exactly where we need to go, exactly what we need to have done? Can you go through it all with me again? Because I need to be very clear. Like I just just went into like, Well, you wouldn't even be thinking about that. It would just be so... And I was like, right, right, get your things, off we go. Da, 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 da. And Women. I kept it together for eight. incredible. Yeah. And I actually didn't lose my shit for a while. Mm. Like I think I stayed in this place of like, you'll be all right, we're going to do this, you just one step at a yeah. time. And until she had a scan that said that the mm. tumour had reduced and so she, the good news is she's doing really well. The stuff on her spine's almost so gone. Good. Like it's yeah. really amazing. It's unreal. 
until she had positive news. I, that's when I got upset. How long, long, but how long? But how long was like that? Six Were months. Far wow. out. Was there part of you that was like, Michaela? It's you can grieve. I know you need to be strong. I for think your that's mate, what also... happened. I th- no, I think I, I think I was trying to stay strong and positive for her the whole time, and then when she told me she was, she'd had a positive result and that she was doing well and it was looking you could good. Yourself almost. Then I got upset. <laughs> Yeah, well, makes then sense. I, then the grief kicked yeah. in because I was like, oh, it's safe to now or something. Yeah. It's, yeah. It really, isn't it amazing how we it's, operate? Well, it's so, incredible. It's, it's and not I, a conscious thing. No, and I don't think it's a choice. But it also yeah. makes you feel like you've got a, something to do as well, a purpose, because yeah. otherwise you're so fucking helpless. Yeah. You can't control any of this shit. No. You can't take can't it take away. Pain, yeah. You can't take the pain. It's you the can't take the feeling. fear away. Yeah. And so you feel powerless. So I just went into a right. job. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to take control of this situation yeah. <laughs> because that's all the fuck that's I can do. But I'll, pick, but I'll feed yeah. your kid. Don't worry. Yeah. I'm going to get him dinner. Yeah. I'll be, yeah. Blah, 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 blah. yeah. You know, I know Instagram's a bit of bullshit, but I even got oh, no, 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 my Instagram is me being it me. Is. It's me being a dickhead half but the lo- time, or being you know. But I loved how many people you're like my bestie. My, I'm here with my bestie. Here, I'm saying hello to my bestie, and I was like, that's the best because I think, especially the word bestie. I don't know if it's chicks, but we all get a bit like. Even I, like re- like probably as recent as 12 months ago, a mate of mine that I would have called my bestie called someone else a bestie. And I was like, what? I thought I was the best. You know, some like, of my besties, some of my Instagram besties are dream besties. So I think I posted a photo not, not that long ago of me with Pia Miranda and Kat Stewart. And we had been at an event together and we were like, just got on so fucking well that we were like, let's be besties. 40-year-old women going, let's be besties. And so we text each other, hey, bestie. Like, we're not besties. So there's a bit of that going on as well where I'm just like, I'll just fall in love with people. Me like too. Like Kat Stewart, I just was like, I'm so yeah. in love with you. What's like, there not to fall in love with? You, yeah. But have you, have you always been that, like, as when you were a young girl, have you always been that like... On the you know on the three way phone calls or like a girl girl. yeah like having mates no, like that or? no I had a couple of really good mates I was a bit of a I wasn't very cool I wasn't very popular at all when I was younger it's that fucking typical bloody story we get oh no one liked me at school and we got really badly bullied and but I did does, but but does that but off that did you have any friends do you know what I mean because yes, I think yeah, I, I, did. I had other I had other yeah. little weirdo friends yeah, yeah but that's what yeah. I mean like I think that is people in who itself. got me. Yeah. And that I got them and we yeah. were into the same shit. But so you were open yeah. to connecting to people, you know, because I think there's sometimes a difference. Not that there's a, a more extreme or less extreme version of bullying, but I think in that your your way that you kind of approach friendships or having people around you starts early, mm. whether you're yeah, popular or not. that's true. Yeah. I was definitely, I definitely was seeking um, connection big time. Yeah. I think I, my family life was was interesting and I, and I, I think I really craved, yeah, really I've craved mm. closeness because mm. I, I didn't really have that, I Me think. too. Yeah. So, you know, um, yeah, absolutely. And I always had a couple of really good mates. And then when I did try to be really cool, I ended up getting really severely um, beaten up by one of the girls who was in my friendship group. She, she beat me up quite badly. And so, well, that was that, how you know, that, you're out of the game. How does that happen? So, like, because you hear often that part of the story, right? So you hear I was bullied and then I was actually, you know, hit or beaten up. Yeah. I mean, this might be triggering and anyone that probably has experienced it, I guess it would be triggering. But, you know, is it a matter of there'd been, 
an, an incident where a boy was involved or that, yep. you know, yeah. This girl was going out with this guy and they would ring me for relationship advice. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I'm the obvious choice here. <laughs> Absolutely call me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. And I'd be like, she does like you. Don't worry. And he's totally into you. He said he likes you. Like just dumb shit yeah, like yeah, that, which yeah. isn't dumb at the time. It no, was important no, to them. And I... And I sort of got in the middle of this relationship and they would be calling me and asking me, you know, what do I do? And even better to have somebody like in that group to have a job, like to feel relied upon by people. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But she found out he had been calling me and she decided that he liked me. Now, he he did not like me. He was um, a bit older than us as well. He didn't like me. Um, No, he didn't like me. Yeah. Well, um, no, it was pretty pretty clear he didn't like me. Yeah, right. but she decided that I'd been talking with him on the phone behind her back. And I was like, well, well, no, he's asking me advice on how to, you know, Mm. be in the relationship with you. Like I just, I I really felt sort of a bit like naive, honestly, about it all. And then the thing back then in the cool groups was to assert yourself, was to be physically domineering to someone, was to hit someone. It was what was done yeah sadly and so and also not to be a pussy and not to be a coward if if someone challenged you yeah yeah right, so yeah. she said to me um i want to meet you down the back of bono junction bus station after school i want to talk this out and i knew that it was not about talking it out no. not if you're doing it off school but i knew you? that if yeah. i didn't go, go. Yeah. she'd oh, get right. me at some point and i would mm. be in fear forever so i i was like maybe she does want to talk to me even though in my heart of hearts so I knew. Yeah. And How I went down. You, were, were you? Uh, 15. Yeah, right. And I went down to the thing and there was a big group of people down there all standing around waiting Did you go for the fight. Own? Yeah, I went yeah. by myself. Yeah. yeah, in school uniform, in a public place. Mm. And, um, and she, yeah, she, she, she beat me up. She hit me in the head multiple times. I still got scars on my legs from where she kicked <sighs> me with doc, her dock shoes. And, um, yeah, really awful. And then bo- the boy came down and I, for some reason I didn't just leave. There was this kind of felt trapped and there were people there. There were kids there with knives. I know they had knives. Mm-hmm. Like it was, oh it was the coolest, Hectic. roughest yeah, kids yeah, you could yeah, get because yeah. that's what I – being cool meant being rough. Yeah. Back then. Yeah. Now it's probably changed, but well, back then kind, it was yeah, cool. well, still that's... an element of that danger, though, I think, though, of yeah. testing things that makes yeah. you cool. But the boy came down and she was like, you like her? He's like, no, I don't. Like, he really clearly didn't. And I was like, you doesn't. I swear to God, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> and my hair is <laughs> getting anywhere. My legs all over my head and I'm ble- my legs bleeding and my lips all bleeding. And, and, um, and they got me in a headlock and cut my hair off. Oh my yeah. god! She was like, "If you if you don't like her, you'll cut her hair." And he's like, "I'm not doing that. I'm not doing that." Anyway, she grabbed me in headlock, and he cut off my oh, ponytail. Fuck <gasps> me! That's like proper torture. I've got like actual goosebumps. Oh, sorry. That. I no, know. Like- yeah, it's not nice. And then I caught the bus home, and I got home, and my brother was there, and I was like, he was down one end of the house, like oh, I've been beaten up, and he went, "No, you haven't." And I showed him the back of my hair, and he's like, <laughs> he said. I'm calling Leon, who was my oldest brother, who would fucking yeah, right. get the baseball bat. You know oh, what I mean? Like, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, yeah. no. Anyway, the fucked thing was I, I, my parents didn't go to the police, unfortunately. Kind of, I don't know. It doesn't matter now. But back then I'm like, why don't you fucking go to the police? Mm. Like I was assaulted mm. severely. They went to the school and the school suspended her for three days and that was her punishment. So three days I walk around with 
you know, a new hairdo and some bruises and a cut leg and stuff. And then a few days later, she's back at school and I get what to walk that, past what her. What was that like, her coming back after Horrible. the three days? Horrible. And she, she, she sent me a note saying she wanted to talk to me again at school. And I was like, well, she's not going to do anything at school. She's done it now. And she sort of apologised. She, I went and met her. Like, like a terror. I was just terrified. I was just terrified. Yeah, and I was you, afraid. You, well, no one's teaching you what to do. I mean, your no, parents aren't te- no. going to the police. So, in your head of validation or merit of how dangerous this is or yeah. what it is, yeah. you're going. Know. Well, I, I'm obviously got to get tougher. You know, yeah, you don't yeah. consciously think no. that. And again, it's pe- parents do the best they fucking can. Like, it's not of ideal. Course, and of blah blah as blah. As do teachers, as do yeah. we're all doing the best we can. But like, it's I really do believe messed it. up. It's full on. you like to look five years younger in a clinical study people that had volume added with juvederm voluma xc in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment look younger feel like you add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with juvederm voluma xc reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with juvederm volur xc for important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Because I think McLeod's daughter was was so ahead of its time. Because I do too. You kind of yeah. look around. You look around now, and you're like, "Cool, where's where's like an Aussie, like a really quality Aussie drama that's led by chicks, women? Yeah, yeah. You look. You're kind of looking around. Yeah. Which I mean, sidebar excites me about you know talk about it getting back to the band getting back together. <laughs> I don't think it's gonna nah. happen. I don't think it's gonna happen. <laughs> that, was a, that was a real thing. That was it a real thing. I know. So I was heard about it. Yeah. But so when they when they say we'll talk about it getting back together, it's is does it start in media first generally, or is there a call that happens around your mates or like people that you used to work with that you start to hear or So What's the order? In this instance it was a bit of a weird one because I was doing a um, meet and greet in Adelaide with two of the other female cast members from the show and so we put a thing on Instagram going coming soon and a picture of us and people were like oh my fucking god and we were like no 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 and then my agent called and went so Channel 9 want to talk to you on this show and Channel 7 want to talk to you on this show and like everyone all of a sudden they wanted all these TV interviews going we want to talk to her we want to be the first I'm like this isn't a thing you guys like this isn't a thing but it actually fucking was accidentally so then I get a call the next day I'm in the LA mind you so there's a big time difference and I get a call the next day saying actually Channel 9 have just 
announced that they are in talks of getting the show back together. That's, From your Insta like, post? No, they had already oh. been secretly in talks. Oh, and really? we fucking accidentally let the cat out oh of the bag. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. We're like, crazy. just accidentally, we're like, we didn't know. So we didn't guys. know. Oh, wow. So everyone thought that we were in on the secret. I'm like, no. What secret? No, yeah. there's no, we did what's Yeah, what's yeah. secret? Then what um, happened after that? After so Channel talks? 9 had been in talks with the creator of McLeod's Daughters about a reunion. We accidentally were like, hey, coming soon. Like, But it was about our catch-up yeah. in Adelaide. It wasn't yeah. about a show reunion. Yeah. And so then the creator of the show called um, – a number of the core cast members that she had wanted to sort of um, potentially be in this remake or this reboot um, just to see if it would be something we would even consider because some people are in America and living overseas, some Mm. people aren't acting anymore, some people are, you know. And I was like, man, I'm open to anything. So I think enough of us were open to it. And then she came up with the concept and blah, 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 and took it to Channel 9 and they said no. I don't know whether it was financially they went, it's too expensive because it was an expensive show to make. Yeah. Um, the Where other thing is the set? property. Um, it was an hour north of Adelaide. Okay, yeah. Yeah, around the Gawler area. How long were you on that show for? Almost four years. Yeah, it's a long mm. time. Yeah. And you time. lived in Adelaide? Or I you... did. Yeah, right. Yeah, we, we all had to relocate. So yeah. it was kind of we were all in each other's pockets quite a bit, which was Nice, it kept us all yeah. close. Well, you could tell. Yeah. 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 It was it was one of the most amazing experiences. It was a fucking hard job. The hardest job I've ever had. Also physical. Being outdoors. Physical, and all, being know. outdoors, no studio. Um, and the, the, the weather in Adelaide is really dry, so mm. summer was fucking 47 degrees on a horse Shit. in your jeans just going. <laughs> and then in winter, you know, it's really, really dark and your feet are frozen and you can't feel them in the stirrups and you're out in the paddock, you know, with... 15 thermals on. Surprised you didn't oh, freeze. Yeah. I know, I know. And I don't deal well with extreme heat either, so I was a hot mess. Yeah. But it was amazing. It was a really physical job, especially for the crew who just every scene, every day, you know, yeah. we get little pockets of breaks. But it was it was amazing. Yeah. And I have real respect for the farming community after working on that show. I kind of just was in oblivion going, mm. hey, going over, over to the supermarket and buying like my meat people, or guess, getting yeah. the milk and yeah. going whatever, you know. So it was it was eye opening. It was really really amazing experience, but hard. Mm-hmm. So part of me when they said we might do it again, I was like, oh boy, <laughs> oh boy, I'm already. I'm a different person. Back I'm open. <laughs> open, but also yeah, hot pockets. But, but also okay. hot pockets. But back to back. Sorry, to, but but I I'm glad that we spoke about that. But do you think there's do you feel as though you've seen because you've been as you said you've been in the industry for you know plus 35, 30 years? Do you feel like there's been a shift where because I think sometimes in radio it's like there's only one role for a chick maybe yeah. you know are you are you seeing that shift over the last 35 or maybe even the last few years yeah where you go more recently definitely yeah. more recently there is a shift um it, it, i think it started happening in america before it started happening here but that's okay it has started i think when you're pitching shows at the moment they're like uh, it's two guys nah like it's actually they're going, could one of them be a woman? Because that's the trend mm-hmm. now. Whether it's just a trend for now or not, I fucking hope not. But um, there is definitely a shift happening. I, I want to see more of a shift in, in diversity across the board yeah. with ethnicity, with sexuality, with a disability. Like there's not enough. It's, it's, do, it's doing pretty well in America, but Australia is so white. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm, I'm saying this with going... But also give me a job as well. But yeah, <laughs> you know. yeah. Um, but you know, I, I think we need to we need to push harder across the board. But I do. I really feel like there's a shift coming. I'm feeling like I'm in a bit more of a position of 
power a little bit more these days instead of but that said I also worry a little bit about ageism here as well like I think that's a thing I'm Mm. I'm getting to an age where I'm getting told I'm too old or I'm kind of like well do you have to give your age in auditions no but they know it's all over the internet Mm. they know and they know because I've been doing it for 35 years we never set our age on air even we're not even actors but I was like no we've got a vibe it doesn't like it was kind of I think especially for the vibe you know the vibe we wanted the show to be you want this ability to know. I know listening to Kate Lambrook, you never really knew how old she was. Mm. And there was something about every time she spoke, you listened to her with this fresh kind of, your, your ears were open. It kind of with exceeds all, all eight. Yeah. Yeah. She's yeah. yeah. Because she, she does play, mm, she like does, she plays. Yeah. So I was very aware of that when we went mm. on air. And then just in general, I think we've said it on this show now, but there's not, but there's a fine line of them being afraid to own it too. Of you course. know, like so you I kind talk of about wanna... my age only because it, it is it's everywhere. It's there like, already. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and mm-hmm. every fucking interview I do, I get oh, how how old are you now? Is one of the first questions. Really? Have you ever said why does it matter? Like do you do you uh, then not, you make a point not of it? Not to be rude, hard. but then do you I come know. back and say, Oh, do, do you need that? I have a couple of times sort of gone, Well, you probably know, don't you? It's everywhere. Like I just sort of. Well, it's funny when but, we did when I did the then you become, But then you become the person who's like, oh, she got a yeah. bit such and such about me asking her age. I'm like, I don't care that you know how old I am, but it is a thing that women are asked. They're asked about what they're wearing, and if you read articles about written articles about women, it's like she carry know, a bit more thirty four or however yeah, she Michaela yeah. 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 Bannis, yeah. Um, yeah. The 39-year-old, yeah. you know, turned up for coffee looking super cute and casual yeah. in her Nikes Always and leather age. pants, blah, blah, blah. Do look like, cute, by the way. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> Threw the line out. Did my best. Um, but you know what I mean? Like, it's always that. that. Whereas, warmers. whereas come back, it has. they're not going to go, Guy Sebastian, you know, no. 32. I don't know how old you are, Guy. Let's go with 32. Guy Sebastian, 32, you know, fluted, you know, casually into the restaurant. Well, he floated in here with know, his tracksuit pants on, well, I've got to say. So, yes. yes. God, I yeah. love him. Yeah. But you know what I mean? Like they don't yeah. talk about how they walk and what they're wearing. They're just like, you know, Guy Sebastian is oozing confidence and we talk about his music and blah, 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 yeah. blah, blah. blah. Yeah. Like, was, as they should. Yeah, it's an interesting question. It feels very, very unnecessary. It is unnecessary. Yeah. When women, that website did the, artic- the article on our friendship yeah. and interviewed me, they were really on that. And oh, I never, I don't have, right. we don't get interviewed on profile pieces like you would all the time, but I remember thinking, I don't know what the fuck to say here because I don't want her to Did she specifically ask? She goes, do you mind? And I said, well, I said, I'll tell you my age. I said, but if you feel that that adds to the story, you can include it. And if it doesn't, then I don't see why you need to and just put it back Genius, on Genius, I love it. It's always a thing. I don't know if it's a point where I, do, I make a point of not knowing or asking or caring what people's ages are. But I like, I don't know. There was a guy that I was dating that I – I reckon I would have seen him five times and a mate of mine said, how old is he? And I go, I don't know. I don't, but it was almost a That's thing where right. I didn't – but I didn't want to ask him. Or, or Because then like all thing. of a sudden you, your brain like Does goes into kind of a yeah. yeah. thing where you And go, I didn't oh. want to be like, oh, by the way, how old are you? For, and I didn't want him to think that I cared when I actually didn't because after right. she asked me, I'm like, should I know? Should I know? No. Maybe I shouldn't and know then, how old he is. And then all of a sudden does that make you less or more compatible because he's know. 10 years older than you because he's four years younger than you? Like, no. But I think we're, I don't even – I think not wanting to know is a good sign because mm. yeah, you don't awesome. really give a shit. 
Maybe mm. next time I get asked, I'll say it like, what could, what's a good response? I could say, say I'll you know tell what? you, but old you... enough, old enough to not answer that question and young enough not to give a shit. That's, that's good. something that's like that. That's a good one. Yeah, that, but that, that sounds old. That sounds shit. like a real one. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's like a wise <laughs> thing to say. Like I've lived a million years, so I will come up with this response. Too witty. I know. Witty. I may be friends with spew dinosaurs. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> I know. Bye-bye. I, need to find, I need to find some really witty, fucking smart answer to that question. Well, if you've got any suggestions, uh, well, you feed Google through. me. But all our <laughs> listeners are going to be is please, please tell us how. Oh, Listen uh, back I'm thoroughly about to, turn to the 40. I don't gazillion podcasts. Like, <laughs> there's a fucking few that have been, it has been yeah, at some point. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Listen guys. carefully. Irrelevant. Listen. Irrelevant oh, information. You're fabulous. Saying? That's all, really all that matters. Yeah, sure. That you're both We'll rad. take it. We'll take it. <laughs> yeah. Sure. Also, I know you have to go, but we need to record a whole other podcast with you. Great. Now, it's longer than it sounds. No, I do well, Have you got time to stick around? You don't yes. have to answer yes because we will cut this out if you say no. <laughs> no, absolutely. Okay. Beck, Beck has a question for you. Um, uh, and we think that you, having been in your industry for a really long time, as shit we were talking about before, differences between men and women can be, I don't know, I think you'll have a really good answer for this. She work, Yeah, she works in a male-dominated industry and wants to know around the timing of when you – Kind of what I was saying, pick the battles and let things slide, mm-hmm. how you how you best would would suggest that. So we will do that on tomorrow's show on our Posse podcast. Um, Beck hasn't specified whether she wants to be anonymous. Anonymous is also anonymous. <laughs> but she could be <laughs> – all of the words. Oh, this is anonymous. Like is that, people just we're going for anonymous. We're getting better. We're getting better. Well, maybe I feel so relaxed. <laughs> like, I had your breakfast. I don't know what's going on. I could just be myself, which is not knowing how to talk. Having not the word. I've gotten better since living with Ben because he's a fucking correction yeah. place. It's yeah. so annoying. Anyway. But he's making me a better person. It really is. <laughs> Beck, not Beck. We'll, we'll be back tomorrow. <laughs> Maybe it's not Beck. Michaela Venice, you can follow her on Instagram with all of her besties. Oh, so good. <laughs> um, Michaela Venice on Instagram or Twitter. Thank you so much. Oh, thanks for having me. You guys are excellent. <laughs> Hey guys, if you enjoyed the show, we would love and appreciate your support. Rate and review it on iTunes or subscribe to the show. You may be listening every week, yet not a subscriber, and all of it helps other people find out about where we are. This podcast was presented by The Thinker Girls, Stacey June and Christy Mercer. This podcast was produced and edited by me, Christy Mercer and Jordan Lott. Tired of ads barging into your favourite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads.